Hello and welcome to the Soccer Coach Weekly Podcast with me, Steph Berber. Thank you for joining us as we get insights and ideas from coaches working across the game to help you develop into the coach you want to be. This episode, I'm joined by Aulani Fernandez, interim head women's soccer coach at Chicago State University and member of the class of 2021-22 United Soccer Coaches 30 Under 30 program. At Chicago State, Fernandez is rebuilding the program from the ground up with a culture of inclusiveness, love, support, vulnerability and safety at its core. I caught up with her to talk about why those principles are so important to her, how she goes about embedding them and what it is to be a young female coach in the world of soccer. First, though, she told me a bit more about how she got to where she is now. Well, I'm currently at Chicago State as um, the interim head women's soccer coach, Um, but I'm originally from California, um, right outside the Bay Area. Um, And I feel like my soccer journey in general um, hasn't, I don't know, quite been the norm, but that's what makes it exciting. Um, I was about 11 when I started playing soccer and was about 14 when I started playing um, competitive, like travel soccer, comp soccer. Um, And I thought even for that, like I was starting a little, a little late in my, in my soccer journey, but um, I mean, went about high school and my later on um, in my senior year um, in March, I uh, committed to playing soccer at Cal State East Bay. And that in itself was a journey. One day my dad was like, Hey, you're gonna, you're gonna go to a camp. And I was like, a camp. I've never been, right? I was like, I've never been to a camp. And I felt like this was like my generation um, was like the start of what recruiting is now. Um, and so again, my parents, I was the first firstborn, and um, this was like their first journey as well when it came to what playing sport in college was. Um, with their children at least. My dad played uh, football in college, but so. I went to this camp and I was like, okay, this was super cool. Like fun experience. Um, wasn't really looking to play uh, college soccer. was kind of just going to go to school and go from there. Um, and after the camp, the coaches come up to me and they're like, Hey, like we have a roster spot for you. Do you want to join? And I was like, Whoa, <laughs> sure. Let's do this. And it's actually the same college that my dad went to um, and played football at. So it was kind of this like really uh, serene moment. It was uh, very touching. And um, yeah, so I played my four years of college soccer at Cal State East Bay. And I think that's where I would say my journey of coaching soccer began. began. Um, My senior year, we had a coaching change um, and Robin Hart uh, came on staff and uh, incredible to play under somebody so driven, um, somebody who expected the most out of all her players, um, never lowered expectations. She was an incredible role model to me. Um, and so right after I was done playing my senior year in fall of 18, she asked, Hey, do you want to, do you want to come on to staff for your fifth year? Cause I still had to go to school for another year. And I, at first was like me, <laughs> are you sure? And she's like, absolutely. And that's when it kicked off. So, um, my fifth year of college, I started coaching club soccer, um, as well as coaching at Cal state East Bay. Um, and that was an, an incredible, incredible year. I was at uh, East Bay for about two or three seasons. Um, and after East Bay, I went to another school in the CCAA, um, Cal State Stanislaus, and worked under Gabe Bolton, um, which was also a, a really, really cool experience. 
Um, my fiance is uh, Mary Whistler, who's actually the head coach at Purdue Northwest, um, right across the border in Indiana. And so she got that job in February. So that's what brought me out to the to the Midwest. Um, super exciting um, move for us. Um, like I said, she's head coach. And so we knew it was her time and and I was ready to support her and and figure out what it what my next steps were going to be um, taking on um, the Midwest. And actually, I coached at uh, Valparaiso University. Um, and that was really cool under John Maravich. Um, and then I was asked to come on to staff at Chicago State as the assistant. Um, and then eventually that turned into the interim head women's soccer coach. Um, and so that's what kind of brought me here. And so, like I said, my journey hasn't been like, I don't know. I, I, I don't even know what a typical journey is, though. So to be fair, I'm just like really happy about where I've gone with this and, um, and just excited to be constantly like touching the lives of, of young people. What do you think it was then that Robin saw in you back then to say, do you want to join the coaching staff? And I suppose, <laughs> what do you see in yourself right now as to why you are a coach? Um, that's a great question. And I love that. And I actually, I would say like, I'm a very driven person. Um, not necessarily always driving or striving for perfection in the sense, um, because I don't necessarily think that, uh, well, soccer is just not perfect. So in that sense, but um, driven um, leadership, um, holding people accountable. Um, but also um, I think what the biggest piece is, is like emotional intelligence um, when it comes to coaching sport, coaching um, young women, young people. Um, it's really important. And I think that I can um, walk this fine line of holding people accountable and being, um, I wouldn't say strict, but I have standards. We have standards um, while also maneuvering intricately through um, what it means to get there at the emotional level because the sport is so emotional. Um, and so all the physical stuff will come as it go as it comes, right? The tactical pieces will come um, as the season goes, but when you talk about uh, coaching young athletes and young athletes who are driven and very talented, how do we get the most out of them? And I really think that the emotional intelligence piece of coaching is so important. And I think that's a piece of what she's on me. So tell us a bit more then about the projects you've got going on at the minute at Chicago State and what you're, yeah, what you're building there. I know you've described it as a, as a rebuild. Tell us a bit more mm -hmm. about what that looks like. Um, I was part of the 30 under 30 class, um, in, for 21, 22, and my mentor is Kelly Lawrence. And, um, even after, um, even after now my class is, is completed in a sense, um, Kelly Lawrence and I still stay in touch. And one of the best things she has ever said to me was take your time because you're going to be in this profession for the next 30, 40 years. And I think that was incredibly important because my generation specifically is so set on climbing the ladder as fast as you can and not necessarily taking the moment to really enjoy what you're doing and what what this journey is and so when she had said that I sat back and I was like you know what like you're right right because why 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 are we assistants right to eventually become a head coach one day we're learning and I again sat back and I said okay cool like I'm gonna take in everything that I can I'm gonna go to all um educational courses. I'm going to learn from everyone I can possibly learn from um, before taking on what is the ultimate goal, right, of being a head coach one day. Okay, so then fast forward, right, like a year. <laughs> and, um, and here I am sitting in this in this role. Um, 
did it come faster than I would have ever predicted? Absolutely. Um, but again, uh, my journey, I feel like uh, it, it's different and it's, and it's incredible. And so when I took on this role, I knew we were going to have to rebuild, of course. And with that, I knew too that bringing in uh, support staff that was going to um, balance me out as well as the team was going to be incredibly important. Um, this team is so diverse. They come, there's, we have players from Germany, Spain, Mexico, the Netherlands, New Zealand, and America, that it was going to take a special staff to bring them all together to then buy into what the rebuild was going to be and what it's going to look like. Um, and so with that, what we're rebuilding here, first and foremost, are our relationships and safety in where, where they where they are um, in this sense, right? Like when you come play college soccer for two to four years, um, we are the most consistent human beings in your life, right? Like right now, right? Like they come see us every day. We tr- we're with each other every day. And so to make sure that they have that safe space was incredibly important. Um, and then on top of that, I, I'm a firm believer that the relationships that we create uh, are the foundation to anything, team, success, anything. And so making sure that building these relationships, uh, again, in a, in a safe, but also vulnerable space um, was really, really important for us. Um, and then with that, of course, um, just getting to know like who I was as a head coach um, or who I am as a head coach um, and how the path I was going to take to rebuild this program, because it's different. It's much different. I helped in the rebuilding of Cal State East Bay. Um, and I thought that was incredible. And they had just, um, when I was at Stanislaus for the year prior to coming to the Midwest, um, they had made their first national tournament appearance, which was at, like to watch that come into fruition as not only a past player, but also a past coach was, was so fun. So I was trying to take pieces of what I learned there, of course, what I learned at Stanislaus, what I learned at Vapo, and um, what I essentially wanted my ideas to come into fruition here. Um and the culture that we're building, that was the biggest piece of it all was culture first, um, because you play better when you want to, when you want to be here. Right. And so um, creating the culture of um, inclusive, inclusiveness um, and love in support, in vulnerability, in safety was just the foundation of where we were going with it. And it's, it's a process. So nothing is going to happen overnight. Um, but I do think that uh, if you've ever read the energy bus, um, I do think that the team is on the bus. And so they're committed to getting there. They're dedicated to getting there. They've seen what it could be um, as we continue to grow with each other. And so um, that's that's one of the biggest pieces in the rebuilding of this program that I'm really, really focused on the soccer and um, the results and the, the tactical piece will come as it, as as we continue to build as well. And I think we've also seen what that looks like. We're actually, um, we just set the record for most wins in a single season. And so uh, in Chicago State history, I think that there is progress being made <laughs> and that's as they're seeing it and they're continuously buying into it. Yeah, I was going to mention that. Congratulations, first of all, <laughs> on that. But um, I think there is this kind of misconception that winning the two things can't exist at, at once, this this kind of culture and also winning and, and getting success. And yeah, it's great to see, I think, coaches like you really, really challenging that. What what do you say to people that still believe that, um, 
you know, there has to be a hard line to get wins about actually what you're doing and how that is going to breed success. Yeah, um, I think that that's the difference between process driven and being results driven. Um, and <clears throat> you really have to trust in the process as a staff, trust in ourselves, trust in our players um, in order to get to that point of results. And again, like I mentioned, it doesn't happen overnight. And we're very realistic about that. I'm very realistic about it. Um, and so it's just like really laying out and being specific about what the process is that way that they can trust or we can trust and build off what that process is. Um, and so I think, I think in the grand scheme of things, I think winning heals a lot, but what happens when you're not winning? And that to me is what matters the most is what have we created even when results aren't going our way. And so that's kind of my bigger picture with it. And obviously you are in an interim role. Twitter is saying you should be in a full-time role um how is it different I suppose I know you haven't actually approached a full-time head coach role but what thoughts did you have around okay I'm in this it's an interim position I'm not sure how long we're going to be there how does that play into the planning that you that you put into it um I didn't think about the interim tag when preparing for this season when preparing for the next seasons I have something to focus on. And right now what's happening in front of me is my team, my program. And that's what I'm focused on. Everything else will come. We'll figure that out. But at the end of the day, I have 22 players, an assistant coach um, and some support staff that I am focused on making sure that um, we're getting what we need to get done while also creating, again, a culture and environment that everybody wants to be a part of. Um, and so everything else will fall into place, I think. I think as well. For and I speak as well as a as a young female coach, there are so many extra challenges um that that come with that. And I think if there are any young female coaches listening to this, sometimes it's a struggle to kind of get your confidence or you spoke about, you know, challenging things or or to do that. What would you be saying to young female coaches about how they can go about, I suppose, knowing that they have a space in soccer and really kind of finding that confidence within that? Yeah, that's a, I love that question um, because to be really vulnerable, um, there have been many moments in this season where I've questioned my own confidence. However, uh, and of course, where people have questioned mine, but at, at the end of the day, it's not about other people. It's about you. It's about your journey. It's about the lives that you're touching. It's about how you can be the best version of yourself to as many people as you can, but genuinely. Um, it's one thing to feel like you have to be um, kind and uh, caring and all that because we are women, but it's another thing to genuinely be that and to live that every single day. And all I can truly say is that take what other people say with a grain of salt, because there's always going to be people out there that have an opinion <laughs> and that's okay because this is your journey and the more fun you have with it and the more love that you let in and the more support that you let in, there's a, there's a massive group of women of men who are here to support women in coaching and young women in coaching um, and women of color in coaching. Um, and that's what you should focus your energy on. Not what, other what not the negativity piece of it all because it's always going to be there so where can we place our energy um how can we better advocate for one another um how can we support one another 
Um, and just know that that you have so much support and love, even if you just reach out through a DM or through some through, through somebody that's connected to someone else, because that's that's incredibly important. There's people there that are, are wanting to, I guess, help with this piece of it all. And obviously you're incredibly invested in your role and you mentioned your fiance who's in soccer. Is it really easy to get sucked into soccer, soccer, soccer all the time? And how do you make space for things outside of that, I suppose, and take a break and make sure you're staying healthy? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that it's important to draw boundaries um, within your workspace, whether that's sport, whether that's admin, whether whatever that might be. Um, I think it's an interesting dynamic um, being a uh, being the fiance of another head women's soccer coach or another soccer coach. Um, in the same realm, um, with us, we definitely create boundaries. So it's like, when we come home, we have about 30 minutes to talk about whatever we want to talk about that happened at work. And then the rest of the time that's for us. Um, and I think like we had a really rigorous travel schedule this, this season at Chicago state, we were, we only had four home games. And so we were on the road for quite a bit. Um, and it's, and it's making sure that you're taking, taking that mental reset, whether it's with your family, whether I'm going to go get my nails done, or my eye, right? Like self-care. Um, it's in, it's so important that you separate or that I separate. Mary, her name's Mary. Mary separates um, from this space because like I said, we're going to be in this profession for a long time. And if we can figure out what those boundaries are sooner rather than later, then there's no burnout. And I feel, and I feel like that's so incredibly important because burnout is real. Um, but if you continue to draw boundaries and make your makes time for yourself and things that you enjoy and that bring you joy, then that's that's how you find that balance. And picking up that point about games on the road, I spoke to Natalie Lawrence recently. She coaches in um, New Zealand, and her team had to move to Australia for a season due to COVID. And oh, wow. they, yeah. I'm hearing so many stories of we had so many games on the road, we're so far from home, or you mentioned you've got players from all over the world. What kind of coaching challenges does that bring and what kind of things have you brought in to, I suppose, make a home for your team within the team? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, Again, I I think I come back to, to culture and these players feeling like they're loved and in a safe space and supported. Um, it's not easy being on the road for 14 out of 18 games. Um, and so to make sure that we're constantly creating um, spaces of, of fun, of joy, like if we're, if we're not enjoying what we're doing together, whether it's riding on a bus, right? Like on a plane, um, in a van together, or even, and then when, when at the end of the day on the soccer field, right, then what are we doing? And I think that's the most important thing. Like, like we went to Washington, D.C. this last weekend, right? And there, a lot of them have never been, of course, to Washington, D.C. They've never seen the White House. And so they're just like, can we please just go see the White House, right? And although you can't, like, drive up to the White House, and we were on a tight schedule. We were there, I'm pretty sure, for less than 36 hours. And so... Um, I was just like, yeah, absolutely. It's like doing the small things. So we're driving around DC, like, and we we're driving around the White House. And so every time they see it, they're just like, oh my god, oh my gosh, get your phone. Right? Like, they're, they're it's just the small things that matter. Um, I think when we were at um, University of Southern Indiana, we had some time before for a game, and so we made like friendship bracelets. Right? It's like it's the small things that matter that are so outside of soccer, like 
the soccer at the end of the day is um, it's why we're here, but it's also it's minuscule. Um, it's the life experiences that matters, these friendships that they're creating, these relationships that they're creating that matters. Um, and so if we can continue to give them little bits and pieces of that in between all of the crazy chaotic travel, then that's what it's all about, really. I do have to ask, though, on the soccer, what kind of style of soccer are you all about? What kind of style are you are you trying to build on the field? Um, adaptive soccer um, where building a program or building a style of play that is um, like I said very very adaptable um, I think we play wonderful um, possession oriented soccer um, but sometimes right we're gonna have to change that up and maybe play a little bit more direct style of soccer um, to get what we need out of out of the game or out of our players and that's okay um, and so just continuing um, to remind our players that soccer is not black and white like just because we're really good at this possession style of play and it looks really pretty and it's beautiful, right? Um, the goal at the end of the day is to get the ball in the back of the net and keep the ball out of ours. So how are we going to get there, right? And um, it's just creating this flexibility, but also um, educate educating our players on like what that means, um, what, what moments specifically we're talking about um, and all that fun stuff. So yeah, um, ideally, I would love to play pretty possession soccer all the time, but that's not what soccer is. And um, and so we're just trying to solve this beautiful game every time. And so we're just going to do what it calls for. So I'm going to wrap up, I think, with a couple of, of questions about you. Um, and I suppose a bit more about you mentioned at the start in terms of kind of educating yourself and seeing as much as you can. And I know there's so much argument about qualifications time on the grass like what matters most what would you be saying to coaches about how they can give themselves a real rounded education in soccer um one I think that I'm massive on growth mindset and so the more the more you can learn um with educational opportunities whether it's the UEFA licenses or your U.S. soccer licenses or the um, you know, United Soccer Coaches licenses, um, then that's that's all, that's a way. Um, I think that actually putting yourself out there and observing other coaches is extremely important um, because honestly, when you're watching other people coach and interact and um, you just you learn what you like and what you don't like and I think that's incredible in the sense of that's what builds who you are as a soccer coach and essentially as a human um from what I've now learned in my experience and so is having your your licenses awesome absolutely and and of course I'm still building to get there um but I think that spending time on the pitch as much as you can is also also extremely important I think watching soccer is extremely important. Um, meaning like if you, I don't know, Premier League, NWSL, right? Like all of those experiences will help, um, will definitely help structure who, who you are as a coach. So that's, <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at with it. <laughs> Final question then, because I think we've heard so much about what you give to the game and what you give to, to your players and to your team. What does being a coach give to you? Oh my gosh. I love that. Um, perspective. Um, people come from so many different backgrounds that it's like I said, I'm really big on relationships. And so 
um, when speaking to my players outside of just what soccer, soccer realm about who they are, where they come from, um, what their lifestyle is like, maybe in their country um, or where they're from. Beside, like I found um, the culture difference between living in California and the Midwest. I couldn't imagine coming from Germany to the United States. Right. So like, what does that look like? Um, so lots of perspective. Also, um, it has being a coach has taught me a lot about who who I am, um, a lot about um, what it means um, to be a woman in this profession, um, to be a strong, confident woman of color um, in this profession, um, but also like maintaining being humble, of course, um, always looking to, to learn, um, and grow. I think that's just, a, I, I love that question. I don't think that anybody's ever asked me that question because being a soccer coach is much more than just soccer to me at the end of the day. And that's really what it is. It's much more than soccer. Um, and I'm incredibly grateful to have, um, have had this journey and taken this path. I would have never guessed. I went to school pre-med, thought I was going to go be a doctor. <laughs> um, and so I am just, I'm just really, really happy and honored to be a part of this profession in the capacity that I am. Um, and that hopefully I'm continuing to pave the way for other women in this profession um, and young women that are going to enter the professions. That was the voice of Aulani Fernandez. Thanks to Aulani for her time, her enthusiasm, her honesty, and all that she's doing for the game. And thanks to you for listening to the Soccer Coach Weekly podcast. For more from us, join us again next time or visit soccercoachweekly.net for practice plans, advice, interviews, and much more. I'm Steph Fairbairn. See you again soon.